Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Russ Podcast. On today's show, I want to talk about your health. And I got this brother. His name is Paul Williams. He's a meteorologist. He is a cute dog. He is a cancer survivor. He's a heart attack survivor. This guy's been through it all, and through the grace of God, he's here to be able to educate us on how we need to take care of ourselves. And, of course, he's going to talk about his journey with prostate cancer. His name is Paul Williams. So let's go right to the phone lines. Well, he's been called many things. ABC's World News, now weather expert, chief meteorologist for NBC and ABC affiliates, Jackson State graduate, Omega Man, Q-Dog, a Mason, a father, a grandfather, even a heart attack survivor. Now add prostate cancer survivor to the list. Paul Williams, founder of Seven Steps to Quit on YouTube, joins us now to talk about men and what men, especially black men, don't know about prostate cancer. Paul, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, brother. Better than I deserve, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Did I did I do your intro okay? Was that cool? You did, you did it better than I could have ever done it. But, I mean, you're the expert. <laughs> so, Paul, first of all, um, you've been in the business as a weatherman for decades, at least right. five years. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Decades. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. Okay. But uh, so, where did you start? Where did you start in the business? Um, I start. I started in uh, in radio back in 1984 in Meridian, Mississippi. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, in Meridian, Mississippi. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm a lot older than I look, but you know, yeah. Um, when you're on a plant based diet, it makes it easier for black not to crack. It'll still crack. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Crack. Well, see, uh, and that's that explains your your wonderful speaking voice because you've been in radio. I have. I started in radio. I cut my teeth in radio. My actual, my heart is in radio initially. Mm-hmm. And so I was, uh, I, I named myself after my idol growing up in Indiana, partially in Indiana, which is uh, Super J Johnson. So I called myself Super J, just as a bit of trivia there. Wow. From the old TLC days in, in Indianapolis, Indiana with the Black Expo and all that stuff. That's interesting. You know, I, I got to ask you, you know, you've, we've been highlighting a, a lot of, uh, things that we really should be talking about as far as our health is concerned, especially for black men who basically have this stigma, some, not all. So I don't want to make it a, a blanket statement. They have an issue mm-hmm. of doctors and, and yeah. trusting. And obviously in some cases just don't have healthcare benefits. Do you find that to be the case? I find it to be a case, the case among educated and uneducated African-Americans or black people, mm-hmm. uh, non-educated because of accessibility, non-accessibility, educated ones because, you know, those are the ones that may know about the experimentation with Tuskegee and the fact that they denied uh, uh, syphilis care to those who were mm-hmm. suffering from it. Not that they gave syphilis, they denied syphilis care is what happened there at Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. But also uh, the, 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 the way that they uh, used to just tear into black women for experimentation for what we know now as OBGYN treatment, you know, yeah. and how they literally just just mangled women mm. experimenting with babies and all this stuff because 
the medical world and its experimentation, and then even Henrietta Lackett, who, who, whose, whose cells were used mm-hmm. for cancer treatment against her will, and they didn't even bother to drop a dime to her family about it, you know? Wow. And yeah. that's when hospitals where I received my care. Mm. So, you know, so the, 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 the medical community has been just on par with the rest of the racist society that we, we've had in America, because black people, we, we have a love-hate relationship with this country. It promises us equality, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's only given it to us by force. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and that's in the medical community, community as well. So the apprehension is real. Mm-hmm. Despite that, we still need to utilize the best tools that are available to us. Yep. You know, and the first available tool, believe it or not, is for us to eat right so we don't get sick in the first place. Because that's where I come from. Right. My thing is, I don't want to get sick, so I have to even figure out which doctor is going to treat me like a customer, a paying customer. Right. And which one is going to treat me like I'm bothering him by asking him to keep a Hippocratic oath. Well, let me ask you, um, you know, I know and, I, and hopefully I'm not you know, crossing a line by uh, saying this about you. Um, mm-hmm. But you have suffered some uh, more than one heart attack in your life. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was when I was the chief meteorologist in, in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, for the ABC affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the gym exercising six o'clock in the morning. Um, and I had a heart attack while I was at the gym. There's a real funny story. When I do my stand-up routine, I'll, I'll come back and show you that, share that story with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I literally uh, drove to the hospital. I had the, had the assistant at the gym drive me to the hospital mm-hmm. where um, a guy was actually teaching a class and my heart attack blew up on the screen while he thought I was just, you know, helping with the class. I was actually a patient. They wheeled in because the guy who was the expert in angioplasty happened to be there oh, when wow. I had a heart attack. Wow. And, and so, uh, and that was back when I thought I was eating right because I was brought into that, uh, that subway propaganda with oh, Jay, yeah. the guy that was working with Subway. Yeah. So I was eating Subways and canned vegetable soups, not realizing canned soups had 900 milligrams of salt. Mm. And Subway was uh, processed meat, which was horrible for you too, because processed meat is a, is a basically, it's a uh, type 1 carcinogenic that causes cancer in human beings. Mm. Um, oh. So it led, I mean, because I'm a scientist by nature, I've been doing a whole lot of research. That's where the whole seven steps to quit came in. It's the number seven, the mm-hmm. word steps, and the number two, quit. Uh, and and, I, and on YouTube, you know, I, I, I've talked about, you know, different ways of, of fitness for men, black men particularly. But then specifically, I began to dig into this deal with prostate cancer. But when I had the, the heart attacks, I actually died in one case and mm-hmm. was brought back to life. So I've had about four or five heart attacks. And unfortunately, the fourth, fifth, the, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth one was because somebody who was a doctor who did not treat me like a paying customer properly, mm-hmm. put in a stint in a shoddy way. And believe it or not, it was a black doctor that came back behind him and cleaned up the work wow. in my body. So yeah. would you, would you say that probably you, 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 you were um, subjected to heart attacks. You think it was a hereditary. Did it run in your family or you really do think it had something to do with your, your eating? It's both. Um, our, our our heredity with illness is passed down through our rituals around food. Right. Did you catch that, brother? Oh, I got you. You're exactly you see, right. Because, yeah, it is a family thing. It is a family trait because guess what? Our family always eats like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If our family no longer eats like this, though, what we what we 
we we uh, through ingenuity of our forefathers, and I don't I don't I don't fault them. I, I praise them for their ingenuity mm-hmm. of taking garbage and turning it into tasty, delectable meals that we call soul food. Mm. But this is but this this was actually soul food is actually slave refuge that was turned from garbage to delectable. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Out of necessity. Yeah. Okay. And 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 we gather our, our our community around the eating table, and so that's why soul food is so deep with us as a people, because that was where we would gather our forces and, yep. and gather our family bonds and all that stuff. But it was around the the garbage they threw out mm-hmm. from the garbage they were eating. Right. Right. Now. Now, so we have a legacy of passing that down, hog mob to hog mob to hog mob, till when somebody says, I ain't eating hog no more. And then, of course, the family calls them too uppity, mm, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but it's not only just hog, it's chicken. Yeah. You know, it's fried fish. It's, you know, all of these things contribute to our health going bad with, with heart health. Mm. So, and all other health as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's a genetic thing there, but a lot of the genetic is that genetics are expressed by environment. Right. Okay. And so yeah, so it's it's not just a genetic component because I can have all the genetics with cancer you want, but if I'm not putting carcinogenics in my body, it, the the cancer can't grow. Yeah, you know I I have to ask you because I I know I've, I've seen you on YouTube and you cook a lot of vegan meals. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> and are these, are these meals that you created or are, are these meals that you research and say, I'm going to try this? It's a little bit of both mm-hmm. actually. Uh, I do it with, uh, with my life partner, uh, her name she's Brasco. We, we do a little thing on, on YouTube as well called Brasco and Beast. Mm-hmm. And so we thought that, you know, we wanted to help, uh, those who are 50 plus like we are, mm-hmm. you know, change how we eat. It's never too late to start eating right. I don't right. care how old you are. Right. Um, so start exploring it. And, and then, you know, the, the YouTube and the internet and, and, and Facebook and mainly uh, Instagram, they are wonderful tools when used for good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and, and so, you know, I see things with vegan, vegan chefs, vegan shops are open up, vegan restaurants are opening up all over the place. So then I start also saying to myself, well, look, if I'm going to eat right at home, then what I had to do in order to change my health was I had to change the culture of my kitchen first. So that in the middle of the night, whether I'm having a bad day or whatever, and I feel like chomping on something, if I don't have potato chips here, I can't eat it. Mm. Right? Right. But instead, I have what? I have nuts, beans, uh, seeds. You know, so when I feel like munchies, then I'll just munch on something like that. So it's not detrimental to my health, but it's going back to that Garden of Eden diet, Mm -hmm. you know, that created us in the first place. Because when you look at our teeth, Uh Russ, we're not meat eaters. Our teeth are more like horse. Mm. You know, our hands are used to our, 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 our dexterity so that we can pluck food. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the tear through flesh. And yeah. believe me, if I put a bloody pig or a cow or a fish in front of you with blood on it, you're not going to lick up the blood and start eating it raw because no. you're not a natural medium. We are actually natural, you know, plant-based eaters. Right. And so when we go back to that, our health goes back to the strongest it can be. And that's what you can use. And the part that's beautiful about eating like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're doing what I had in the past, which is heart health problems, mm-hmm. or what I dealt with presently with prostate cancer, both helped me mm-hmm. because of how I was eating to not be a bad statistic, but a good right. one, a survival. Well, you know, what I want to do here is I want to take a quick break because I want to get into the prostate cancer and I want to talk to you about um, the issues we have about getting checked for that. So stay right there, y'all. Be right back. 
Well, on the line right now, his name is Paul Williams. This guy is, he's brilliant. He's funny. Um, a little, uh, I can just go ahead and admit it, that he works with my daughter. Uh, my daughter does uh, weekend anchors, but he, he's the uh, the chief meteorologist. And I'm petrified of her, by the way, and I'm petrified of her. Yes, you're scared of my daughter. And <laughs> and that's how I found out about you, because I just thought you were a very fascinating individual. Your personality, you know, uh, just exudes whenever you're on television. And she came home one day and she was really upset. And I said, what's going on? She says, Paul, Paul, Paul has, has prostate cancer. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I wanted to ask so many questions because, you know, I've been through the thing where I've had to have a colon resection because I waited too long to get a colonoscopy. You know, I had one when I was like 50 and then I waited 10 years and, and I shouldn't have. I should have went back when they told me to go back and it, right. it got out of control. But I was lucky because I had God basically say, hey, why don't you go get checked? And that's what I did um, with prostate cancer. And when I talked about it on the radio and I had doctors on and so on and so forth, I got phone calls from listeners that basically said, man, I'm not having anybody stick their finger in my rear, man. And, you know, that I, I'll just, you know, I'll just take my chances. I'm not doing it. And what you don't realize is that obviously they can test your blood uh, to check for it. And sometimes Correct. they have to check to see if it's, you know, s- swollen or it's big, uh, which can indicate there could be an issue. When did you figure out that you may have an issue with your prostate? I did not. I did not. I found out by accident. Mm. My, while I was, you know, it's funny, we were talking about the heart stuff earlier, right? right. Well, it was the heart doctor, my cardiologist, uh, who said, hey, you know what, have you been screened for different kinds of cancer? I'm like, no. Typical man, right? right. Typical black man, black man. No, I haven't. He says, well, look, let's just run these tests. He says, I know you're healthy as a horse. Let's just run them just to get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so we did them halfway as a joke. Okay, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm running three to five miles a day. I'm working at the gym three times a week. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All right. this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on I'm on I'm on YouTube talking about eating a plant based diet and trying to get my frat brothers to come back off of that. And it's hard to tell the kids not to drink their beer and eat their chicken. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it comes back, and my heart doctor notices my PSA number came back elevated. PSA mm-hmm. is a blood test that you can take mm-hmm. for your prostate now. I agree. Now, I'm not one that said, ooh, pick me, pick me. I don't want nobody sticking no finger up my behind either. Right. Let me make that real clear, okay? Mm-hmm. But that PSA came back so elevated. Like, for example, PSAs, if they're, if they're at 4.0, mm-hmm. they're concerned about you having cancer. Right. It's supposed to be at 0.1. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. 4.0 is danger. Anything over that is serious. Anything over at 7 is really serious, and and they think it might even spread. Mm-hmm. My first test came back at eight point nine. Wow. Second one came back at nine point something. Third one came back at ten point two, and it was steadily going up. Which not only prostate cancer, but prostate scary. And this is why Uncle here is like me. Need to listen to what I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. I did not have a symptom the first. Mm. Nope. No pain. No ED, especially on a plant based diet. Mm-hmm. No ED. Electroerectile dysfunction, no, no pain, mm-hmm. no blood in my urine, no blood in my stool, none of those severe symptoms. 
Mm. If you're having that kind of a symptom, you are already in deep trouble. Yes. Because it's already spread to your other organs by then. Yes. A harmless, quick, cheap as all get out PSA test is what anybody over 45 should take if they're black. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Years of us being bred like horses made us have more testosterone in our system as black men, no matter if you, whether you high yellow, like mm. a rust, or dark <laughs> as toxic like me, regardless, mm-hmm. okay? Regardless, we have more testosterone in our system naturally. Mm. Our bone density is thicker. Our muscle density is thicker because we have big more testosterone. Right. A lot of things are true because our testosterone is higher. Mm-hmm. Now, what's also true is that we have a higher incident of prostate cancer when it's not treated to be more deadly. Mm. And prostate cancer feeds on testosterone like an old-fashioned Pac-Man gang. Mm. Waka, 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 waka. Right, okay? right. So this is why that PSA test is harmless, and they're not sticking their finger up your behind. Mm. Well, you know, go get a blood test. You don't yeah. worry about them sticking your thing up your behind. But if you keep eating that... If you keep eating them steaks every single other day, mm-hmm. you're going to have something else up your behind other than a finger. Mm-hmm. You're going to have cancer up your behind. Mm-hmm. Because it, you, you cannot keep eating like you are 18 years old. Right. And, you know, I Even think, you it, 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 do you think that your prostate cancer might have been hereditary? Uh, because it does run in our families. I recently, before we talked, I recently called my father, found out he had prostate cancer. Wow. Did not realize that, you know, I'm not detached from my father, but I don't talk to him on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. but I found out he had prostate cancer. And the reason why I put a 10 part series together on YouTube Mm -hmm. was so that my grandson would have that to look at when he get older. Yeah. That was the reason. That was the main reason why I went on the seven steps to quit seven, number seven steps, Mm -hmm. the number two quit on YouTube and put a 10 part series together on when I was diagnosed, what do we do? And how do you deal with it? And what does all of it mean? Because even And something else, another side note, which is not only did I talk about the prostate cancer and the diagnosis, I even talked about how you got to pay for this thing because I got a good, no, I don't have a job, brother. I have a career mm-hmm. with good benefits. Right. And I had to go apply for help because this medicine is as much as $13,000 a month for wow. my treatment. Wow. So, so, so we talked well, about l- how- Let's talk cancer. about that right quick because- that's the other big deterrent for, you know, a, a lot of men and, and women, for, for that matter, a lot of Americans that just don't have the health care insurance. Um, I would hate that for that to be the reason that they don't get checked or they don't follow up with medications that they need. Um, I know there are some folks, you know, Obamacare does work. Um, and, you know, if you have a pre-existing condition, no one can deny you. Uh, but it it can be expensive. Uh, you said you had to go in and, 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 and use your insurance. Is that what you had to do? (laughs) Can be brother. We're going to start off at expensive and then go up from there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause the manufacturer charges so much for their medicine that they allow you to apply for help for them directly. Mm. That's how serious it is. You know? Um, and, um, and I do understand because, listen, if I had to pay $13,000 out of my own pocket, mm-hmm. you know what, I'll call it a day and say, I'll see you in five years. I, we're gonna have a, I, I'll be dead in five years. I'm, I'm about to live it up. Because mm. it's, it's just that serious. Because I'm right. not going to put my whole family through that, $13,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So you can go to this. The, in, 
end the series, I think it's number four or five, mm. no, three or four, I talk about where you can begin to go and apply for help. Nice. And a lot of these companies, like Orgovich, who, where, where, where one of the things I'm taking, you can apply to them directly so that your cost is only $10 a month yeah. as compared to 3000 Right. Uh, the extended that I take similar type of a thing. Yeah. Let me, let me uh, take another quick break. If you don't mind, Paul, we're talking to Paul Williams and this, this guy's he's a cute dog, man. He's a meteorologist. He's like a, a health guy. He works out, he runs, he eats healthy, but he's just finishing up around with, uh, with prostate cancer. And we're going to talk about that. That's coming up in just one second. So stay right there. Y'all. We're back with Paul Williams. Uh, he, he's got a, a, a wonderful series on YouTube. What's the name of it again, Paul? It's uh, it's, act, it's seven. The number seven steps. The number two quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's a, it's free. Nobody has to pay for it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a ten part series on dealing with prostate cancer and uh, my journey yes. with prostate cancer and dealing with it. So, you um, know, here's what I want to, uh, first of all, I would just want to say, I commend you because so many people are just so private. They want to keep everything, you know, to the vest. And by sure. you doing this series, you, you're saving lives. You are literally saving lives. And hopefully this conversation that we're having right now will save some lives because that's why it's important. I've been trying to highlight, uh, you know, I, I had earthquake on, a couple of weeks ago, the, the comedian, and he was talking about how, you know, he went to the doctor and he did a whole routine about how the doctor uh, took his finger and, and felt his prostate. And he says, oh, your, your, your prostate is large. And yeah, and he had to, you know, go through the routine. Luckily, he was benign, but you weren't they found found out that you had cancer. There are so many treatments. I know my breath, my big brother um, had prostate cancer and that was a good uh, what 15 almost 20 years ago and he's not an issue he took care of it and because it is curable if it's, it's they very, catch it in time very curable if they catch it early so it doesn't spread to other things you know right because that's the battle and even if it does spread to other things that's not a death sentence y'all because it's today's not. medicine is so incredible you know, they got they they got radiation. And I'm not a doctor. Neither one of us are doctors here. But I, I've done so many interviews with so many people that have gone down this road. Um, I've got to ask you, what was it? Because there's so many new treatments now, because a lot of times they go do surgery. They remove uh, move, the, remove the prostate or a part of it. Um, there's chemo. There's radiation. I don't know if they do radiation. Um, what kind of treatment did you get for your prostate cancer? Actually, I got radiation. That's really? what I was given. Wow. But yeah. That's, and it's the radiation that has been, that's been doing leaps and bounds. Yes. Beyond uh, just the last five or six, almost 10 years. The radiation has become so precise mm-hmm. that it's actually a better option than surgery now. It used to be backwards. They used to say it's better to have the surgery, like back when your brother had it, mm-hmm. surgery was the best option. Now, today, radiation is one of the best options. Then they have what's called brachial therapy or seeding, where they put a little seed in there and they juice it up with radiation to, to yeah. kill the cancer in the state. Yeah. Then they have things like freeze it, cryo things, and they can do the surgery and mm-hmm. they can do a whole lot of things that are different options. But with me, I had radiation treatments. Now I had a lot of them. It was forty six altogether. Wow. And 
So it's a lot of going back and forth to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was because I didn't have to have anything cut on me. Can I say this, though? Okay. Because my father, um, he, he has cancer, but they use, when you talk about pinpointing with the radiation, you know, my yeah. dad had an inoperable cancer. And three years ago, they said, man, this is real aggressive. That radiation killed it. And that doctor, that, that guy says, I'm going to kill it. And I'm like, okay, he's just trying to, you know, make us feel good. And that's exactly what he did. He killed it. No. It just sits there. It does nothing. It's dead. Because this radiation, that they can pinpoint it to the, to the head of a needle. So, and, and I want to say that, another thing. When you're getting administered the radiation, it's painless. I don't, know, um, I don't know if you experienced, my father's experienced zero pain. I'm not describe it this way. It's what they did is they laid me on the table and they put a microwave around me and they made the microwave go around when they turned it on. That was it. So yeah. It was like having a microwave rotate around your body. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Now, because it's so precise, you know, they can now get so precise where they can hit the prostate, prostate and not hit your bladder. Right. Not hit your anus. You or know, damage or any hit- other organs that, that you don't want to damage. Organs. Right, right. But once again, but they've got to know that you're sick first. Mm-hmm. You mess around and don't go because you afraid somebody's sticking their finger in your behind. Just go get a blood test. Well, there's okay? another there's another stigma where a, a, a lot of men like I'm not everything I've researched, man, it affects my love life and so on and so forth. Initially, it will. But once you heal, I'm telling you right now, um, I know a lot of guys that, that have had surgery. Uh, that have had different treatments, the seeds, and so on and so forth, and their love lives are fine. You just got to be patient with that. But don't let that deter you from getting checked or getting the right treatment. You know, that's actually that's actually what my grandmother would call um, bass awkward. Because <laughs> if you don't get a treatment done, whatever you think you can do, you'll be stopped from doing it permanently. Hello. Because, see, Prostate cancer will wreck every part of your body down in that area of your body if you don't get it checked and cured. Yeah. So what busy trying to say, well, I, I want to protect myself. You are hurting yourself more by not being treated, mm. you know, and not only that, but now, now also what they do, is they put you on hormone treatments afterwards. Because once again, I said prostate cancer thrives on testosterone like a Pac-Man game, right? Mm-hmm. There, the more it eats, the bigger it gets. Now, for only a couple of years, really eighteen months, they say, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push it. We're gonna push your testosterone level down for, for a year and a half. But after a year and a half, boom, you're free." Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I mean, I pledged for two years. Okay. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I pledged the deep south in Jackson State. I pledged for two years. Mm. That is two more years, no problem. Yeah. Why? I would trade a year and a half. Uh, and, and to be honest, and if you're eating right, you still won't have the symptoms. Wow. If you eat right, take care of your body right. Paul Let Williams, man, I got to tell you, uh, just your energy alone, uh, <laughs> nothing's going to stop you. You know, you're probably one of my daughter tells me how you're like one of the most positive people that she's ever met in her life. And, and, you know, you can, I can hear that, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm so glad that you, you came on here to, to share your story because it's so important that a lot of us understand that, Hey, we can survive, you know, let's remove the fear. Let's, let's remove the, the really 
really shallow thinking about how you have to be checked in order to survive. Uh, because that is that's that's a big problem for me, man. And I just want to say thank you so much because and, and here's the other thing, y'all. You got to go to YouTube, right? Seven Correct. steps to quit. That's the number seven steps. The number two quit Q-U-I-T. Um, you got to check it out because uh, I'm I'm a couple of shows in because I wanted to watch the whole thing before I um, interviewed you. But I'm, I'm going to finish watching and even more so now. Uh, but you're a you're you're a blessing to all of us, man. And I appreciate you taking the time talking with us. Well, I thank you so much. And thanks for using your format, brother. Uh, oh, yeah. For opening or for this. And once again, if there's one thing I want to say, the last and most important thing is this. If you love the people in your life, then bless them with more of you being in their lives. Nice. Discomfort is nothing compared to death. Absolutely. Paul Williams, he's a Q dog. He's a Mason, a father, a grandfather, a cancer survivor. And yes, he's going to be around. I'm going to have you on again, man, because there's so many things that we have to talk about. I want to do a show strictly on being a vegan, strictly on because I'm trying to get off that meat, man. I'm doing fish and chicken, but I every once in a while I'll have a steak and I know it's not good for me. But we got to do just a show just on that alone, because if, if you guys see him on YouTube, man, the foods that he's cooking, I'm thinking that looks so good. I'm wondering if it tastes good, you know. So, you know what? The up today are so much bigger and better mm-hmm. that you have all restaurants that are killing the game. Mm-hmm. You have, I, you know what? I have put together. I cooked a um, a gumbo mm. that rivaled any gumbo you could ever get from Louisiana. Wow! Man. And you, nobody knew the difference, brother. I, man. Nobody. Knew. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I come up there every week, <laughs> so I'm gonna call ahead and find out what's on the menu. Uh, Paul Williams, thank you so much, my brother, man. I really appreciate it. We saved some lives today. Uh, my, my prayers that we've done. So God bless you, Russ. All right. Take care, you. Take care. Bye-bye now. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, another Russ Parcast. Make sure you check out the Russ Par Morning Show. Yes, Monday through Friday. Uh, check your local listings or just go to the Russ Par Morning Show uh, app and you can hear us for free. It's that simple. Monday through Friday. It's a terrible show and it's not something that you would want to listen to, especially if you like compelling content. That's just not what we do. In the meantime, I want you guys to take care of yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.